Welcome back to Queens of the Tech Age. I am your co-host, Kat Bacon. Joining me, as always, I'm Hello. Laura Abbott. How are you I'm doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I can breathe. I, well, I say I can breathe. My sinuses are not 100%, but I, I hope I sound slightly better than, than, than I was in the last episode. Um, so yeah, no, cold is definitely on, on its way out, even though winter... Oh, that's know. good. I'm about to say, which is a shame, because, you know, winter is I here. I was going to say, I should, at some point, I will become a Game of Thrones fan. I, I know the, like, the line, winter oh. is here, but I've no idea in what context. No, no, I think it's winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but I should have let you go around going, yes, it's definitely winter is here, and you just go to, like, the calling and just go, ah, winter is here, and people look at you like, oh, <laughs> I'm, like, losing cool points by the day for any ga- Game of Thrones. Hey, I can't tell. I have, you know... As a, a self-proclaimed fantasy sci-fi nerd, I've never watched it. It just seemed too depressing. <laughs> yeah, like, I I don't know why I do this, right? And so, some, I don't know, maybe I, I think I try and do sometimes be pretentiously unique. But if it's something that people rave about, I, I refuse to watch it. So Breaking Bad is a great example, right? Everyone raved about it. Have I ever watched it? No. Game of Thrones, everyone raved about it. I think I watched two episodes and I just couldn't get into it. Um, the the new one is like Squid Games. Everyone raves about it, so I'm refusing to, to watch it. Um, so, <laughs> Well, I was turned off Game of Thrones because I didn't get on with the book. And I know that that's a weird thing. but So I, I came to the book at a really awkward time. And it was years ago. God, we're talking back like 20... 15, 20 wow. years ago, when I started trying to read the book, but I tried, I was trying to read it while I was writing up my thesis, and I had it, I had so little time back then, you know, I was working full time, I was then spending all the evenings writing up, so maybe after finishing work and having dinner and then working for another four hours, four or five hours, I had like, I could read like 10 pages where I just sleep. Yeah. And Game of Thrones is, it's like 50 characters all over the place, and because I was reading it so slowly, when I get to a new chapter, it would be like, who? Why? Are I? I don't... And I just couldn't keep it in yeah. my brain. And that really put me off. So I just kind of got to the TV, so I was like, yeah. And I think... Yeah. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. But... No, you know, I, I, I get it. Like, me. sometimes it's like you have to be in the right headspace to watch something that requires you to understand the different plot lines and how all the different characters are kind of like you know inter you know linked etc and if sometimes if it's too complicated I, I i don't want to be watching things where i'm having to use my brain when i'm exhausted from using it all day long i know it's a really poor excuse but i i i think i know where, where you're coming from i i'm kind of in a similar thing with a book i'm reading at the moment so you know everyone knows i love reading and one of my mentors has recommended this book at the moment, leaving the Atacha uh, station. It was one of the stations in Spain that was bombed a few years ago. Um, it's a really funny book, but it's one of those where you have to really, like, you can't just read it and digest it. Like, you have to, like, I end up rereading the same page, like, two or three times. And so when I'm trying to read it at night, just before I'm going to sleep, I'll wake up in the morning and think, I, I actually need to reread that ch- chapter because... I just wasn't paying attention, so it probably is a very good book, but it's one of those that requires a bit of brain power. <laughs> I just don't have it right now. Yeah, it, partly this is why I like wrestling. <laughs> it is turn your brain off. It's not funny. Professional wrestling. I love the segue from. 
literature. <laughs> this is why we love wrestling. It is. If you da- if you're not watching AEW right now, you are missing out. But professional wrestling is just turn your brain off, enjoy the ride, hope that it's good. And sometimes you want that. Uh, I mean, I, you know. I mean, you do. I mean, I mean, going back to me because I like making it all about me. As I told you in the in the pre-show. I have managed to royally mess my back up, but I am in a considerable amount of pain when I'm not medicated. So right now, this podcast could go way off the roads, roads, <laughs> roads uh, because I have taken a number of quite strong painkillers. Well, hey, if if our viewers are not here for an interesting journey, pay. <laughs> I mean, cat de- cat deals with back pain by popping Cody live on air. <laughs> That's, that's... But seriously, kids, don't get old. <laughs> it sucks. Or, or get old. Um... Actually, I don't know what the end of that sentence needs to be. I was going to say get old or die trying, and I'm like, no, that's too bleak. Let's not go there. <laughs> um... Get old, but but have good genetics so you don't fall apart like I did. Yeah, or do Pilates. Pilates yeah. will be your friend. Yeah. Um... Anything that makes you pant, really. I oh, know that's, that's inappropriate for this podcast. Anyway. I hear you had it well, last week. We alluded to your new toy. I didn't see the unboxing video on Instagram. I was promised. But do you want to tell yes. us about so it? Yes. So I, I, I will hold my hand up. I didn't do an unboxing video, but I, I did. I think I put like some snapshots on Instagram. So I will, I will have to do some sort of mini video of of me using it in the next couple of days. But for anyone who doesn't know, you know, um, I have a deserted Windows. I am now officially an Apple Mac user, and I got myself one of those really cute. MacBook Air, um, new MacBook Airs because they have the new M1 processor, which is meant to be the best processor out there currently and really powerful. So it's been a really fun week actually because I've just been doing like, so I, for those of you who've been with us from the from the start of our journey, like, and if you remember when Cat first became a Peloton user, we spoke about the experience that she got. You know, where it's like they came, they set it up for her. You know, the customer service was amazing, and that's one thing that's blown me away this week with just having received my my macbook like the customer service has really been out of this world like they go out of the way to make you feel like a part of the 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 apple world i guess i don't know what whatever you want to call call it um so i had someone do like a 30 minute live stream call with me when they talked to me around all of the basic functions which might sound like a bit like useless but for someone who's moving from windows to to Mac, I found it really useful where they talked me through all of the stuff like, you know, what do you normally do? Let's show you how to use it, do it in, in Mac. Let's get you comfortable with all the commands and the functions. And the really nice thing is like mm-hmm. that it wasn't just a one-off session. They're like, as you start using it and you find there's different things that you want to do with it, book yourself extra sessions in. And I was, I've just been blown away by oh. the customer service because... The, so how much did that cost? Or was that, that was part the, of the, the purchase? Free session. They, they send it to you, oh, yeah, like, that. and that, I was... I must admit, I've, I've ignored that. I mean, I bought a number of Macs, um, but I guess my ego was like going, I don't need that. I know what I'm doing. So, but you recommend Yeah, I one. found it really nice. The guy's name was Dimitri. Shout out to Demetrius. He's based in Cyprus, and he did a live session where he took over my laptop, and he showed me how everything works, and how the different controls are, and... And he really tailored it to me because he said, what are you going to use it for? And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to use it to do some coding and I'm going to use it to do some editing for my 
for our podcast and this that, and the other and so he really tailored it to like oh what are the different features you're going to use how do you think how are you going to use them and it felt like a really personal like like a warm hug like you know welcome to the family so apple one thing i will say is i'm really impressed already and this is just literally so does this day does, three does this mean that a new phone is on the horizon i was going to say you know what that it's going to be my next thing like now i'm like you know what i see i see the cult um, and I see why people love the experience, so I'm I'm really impressed. Though what what actually did nearly happen today is so this this MacBook Air is three days old. Took it to a coffee shop today, and um, the the lady at the coffee shop she picked up my coffee mug, not realizing there was still coffee in it, and luckily it went over my trousers more than my Mac. <laughs> but there was a slight panic for a second because there was a tiny bit of my Mac that did get the coffee on it. Um, but luckily, you know, it's fine. It's working. Um, how's the how's the battery life? Because I mean, oh, that's the thing that everyone sort of raves about is it just lasts. So forever. yes, I, that's the one thing I did want to cover. So so far, one of the things I realised is, so I started using my Mac on Tuesday, um, and since Tuesday, I've not charged it. It's been in my it's in my it's been in my bag. I've been using it for the last four days consecutively, like pretty much all day long. Um, I don't even shut it down. I put it on sleep mode and. One thing I noticed was it's still at like fifty percent, which if you which if you oh, think wow. about it, we're on the sun we're on Sunday and you know it hasn't been completely shut down, so it has been running in the background. But yeah, at the moment, even now, it's like fifty four percent. That's ri I'm really. Um, no, I mean, Apple Silicon is an enormously impressive chip for the power envelope. The amount of power they're getting. It's amazing. You can sort of that team really knows its stuff. I mean, one of the things I, I mean, one of the things I really I fell in love with Macs over, and it was through laptops. One of the things I found when I started using a Mac laptop, God, a while ago now. One of the thing I was blown away by the sort of integration, that the fact that Apple, there's you know they they know exactly what hardware they have how it works and it just felt there was a real synergy between the operating system and the device in, it was something i've never experienced on any other platform like i mean coming from windows recently is that still as prof profound or pronounced or like what was your you know sort of experience of that so so far honestly it it's been seamless um i'm i'm really impressed by how easily i've managed to to navigate around and find all the different pieces of software that I used before without it being painful. Um, and so apart from simple things like my brain just realizing like it's not a control function anymore, it's command. It's It's been a very seamless transition. Um, mm. And I realized how I, I I'm slowly starting to realize the power of or, or why people prefer Macs over Windows um, mm. operating systems. Um, just simple things like switching on my laptop. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it probably is because of the processor. It literally takes two seconds on my laptop switched on. Mm. It's, it's m much faster opening, having lots of different tabs open. You know, I'm editing sometimes, listening to a podcast and Got, I've got pieces of live code on in the background because I'm doing this 100 days of coding challenge. Um, and I, I don't, there's no, nothing feels slow. Nothing feels like, 
oh, there's too much going on in the background at the moment. Like it's really seamless. Um, mm. But th this Wait, is and, not... and some of that is that synergy, like the startup stuff. Yeah. The thing that I was so impressed with, if you go back back in the day, I don't know why Windows had Hibernate on laptops because it never worked. Like shut the screen, open it up, you're rolling your dice basically. Was it going to resume? Was it going to resume partially? Was it going to be sort of bricked and you'd have to take the battery out? It was just ne that just never worked. And they have got a lot better recently, but it just worked on my Mac. The first Mac I bought, shut it down, open it up. Didn't matter whether it was shut for five seconds or th two days. It was just back up and running in seconds. Yeah, and I think that's a bit I've, I've realised because I'm one of those people, um, you know, I'll be working on, on my laptop in the morning and then I'll throw it into my bag without shutting it down. You know, sometimes I just like close the screen, that's it, it's in my bag. Um, and I'll go to a coffee shop and I'll open it up or I'll go to the office, whatever. And it is, it takes, even if it's like, you know, a, a minute, a second, you can, you notice the difference. There is a, a time lag in just getting everything back up and running that you had um, open mm. in the background. Now with the Mac, I've, I've noticed it doesn't, it automatically just, it's just like, yeah, this is where you were and everything's there and I don't have to wait. And I, and someone might say, what well, waiting half a second is not a big deal or whatever, but when you can notice the difference, it, it makes a massive, like, well, it makes your experience I, I, so seamless. Well, and also those sticky points are always the real, they're, they're the things that slow you down far more than the sort of you would perceive as, as gaps on, because it takes you out of that flow state. And anything that takes you out of a flow state, the penalty to get back into it is like half an hour sometimes. So those yeah. moments where it, changing a tab, compiling something, opening the damn thing. Any time that takes longer and it breaks your concentration and you go, oh, I'll check Twitter. It's death. Things that reduce the breaking you out of a flow state are the worst. So yeah. Yeah. never underestimate those saving 30 seconds because 30 seconds, if it means you don't have to get back in the zone for an hour, it's worth it. And I'm actually, and I'll be quite honest, I know I was always an adamant, like, Windows fan, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to become an Apple user. I'm seeing the difference this week. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, I, I see, <laughs> I see what all the fuss was about. Yeah, um, well, you are coming into it at the right time. You wasn't so much fun a few years ago with the butterfly keyboard and the complete lack of ports, but you're coming at the right time. Apple's on an uptick. So, yay! And it makes me happy that they've also changed the port for the USB PC. Because that's so. That's... What color did you go for? Ah, so I went for the the grey. What I, I don't know what the official color that they call it is, but it's like a a dark metallic grey. Space is it space grey or cosmic grey? Space grey, that's the one. Um, just cause, I yeah. like it. It's the one I always go for. Yeah, like for me, it, it, it just seemed like the, the best, the smartest color. I know everyone has their own version. Like whenever I buy like a phone, you know, I always go for the dark gray, dark black color. You know, mm. the gold and the white and the reds might seem trendy at the time, but they're not timeless. Mm -hmm. And I like to have things which can look timeless. It's kind of like, I mean, I was going to say with my clothing, but you guys can't see. <laughs> I have a very specific style, you know. Um, mm. 
this, this, this is definitely not a moment for radio. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm in, I'm in just the dark as 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 you know people listening because pulling the curtain back. We're recording this remotely because lockdown and we have to live in different places. But I do know what you look like on a, on a fairly regular basis. But yeah, but no, I'm glad I'm glad it's working out. You know, what I guess. What are you going to do with it in the next week that you, you know, wouldn't necessarily have thought to do with something else? It must be a software developer. No, I'm starting my journey as a developer. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how my experience is coding um, using a Mac instead. It's meant to be easier, apparently. This processor is quite strong as well, so I'm hoping it, it gives me the confidence to become more... more um, confidence in my development skills so I'm starting this thing called the 100 days of coding challenge mm. um, as of this evening so after we've finished recording the session so if anyone follows me on Twitter or Instagram you'll start seeing a lot more posts but I am um, yeah I'm, I want to use this this time that I currently have to to kind of work on my my Python skills. So is this like an official challenge, or is this just you want to spend a hundred? No, days so there's an official challenge um, on Twitter, and there's a Slack community as well. So there's a lot of people who are on doing the challenge, and um, it's you can you can purchase the challenge on U Udemy. So there's a whole structure. So there's an actual structure and course for a hundred mm. days, and and by the end of it, you're you're a professional Python developer. Um, oh wow, that's really—they've got a lot of it. Sorry, I was just googling you in the background. So yeah, ten pounds is. I mean, I, I think it was our second episode, or maybe our third episode, where I did rag quite heavily on teach yourself to code in a hundred blah days. Type but you're thing, you're so. technically not teaching yourself. You're you're working as a as a community, and there's a whole program. So it's like it's kind of like an online course. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Uh, and there's a whole, there's a Slack channel, so 100 Days of Coding, um, there's a Twitter community as well. It's great because you, you, because you're, you're a part of this community, you've also got people kind of holding you to account, I guess. Um, yeah. And it kind of gives you that push to be like, I really want to do this. Um, It'll be interesting as well to see how accessible it is for people trying to fit. Because 100 Days, for some people, I'm just sort of thinking people with kids, people with it work nights, awkward schedules, how simple it is to sort of fit around that if you wanted yeah. to retrain and get into coding. So it'd be interesting for you to sort of think about that as you're doing it, going, could I do this if I had to run around after kids or do the school run or whatever? Exactly. Like, I, I kind of want to use it as a real experiment as well, which is, you know, yes, maybe you can learn to code when, you know, at the moment, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm in hiatus, which is, you know, I have the luxury of time um, versus, you know, would I be able to do it if I had other commitments? Is it easy to do when you've got a full-time job or you're caring for someone or you've got children or you're X, Y, Z? Because, you know, that's one of the, the things that we want to do about in this podcast is be real and, and talk about mm -hmm. some of the, the, the issues and problems that people who are from different demographics, etc., can face in the, in the tech space. And one of them is you know, having that support system, having the flexibility to to, to work around your life and your other commitments. So mm. I'm really excited to start this challenge tonight. I'll be honest, I've been a bit nervous just because my confidence has been rattled um, recently with, with some other stuff going on. But um, 
you know, what better way to pick yourself up than to, to join a coding challenge and, and not be afraid because... I thought you were about to say join a cult. Oh, I mean, there's only one cult that I'm going to join, guys, and you all know what that is. K-pop. The cult of... I thought you were about to say the cult of Mac. I was like, yes, it is. <laughs> welcome welcome to the, to the sisterhood. No, no, my K-pop cult. You know, for anyone who likes Korean dramas, not music, I, I know I joke about K-pop, um, that that is where you can find me when I'm not trying to become a coder or talking about women in tech. Um, Kat, I know I've been take, talking a lot about my latest obsession. How's your 3D printing coming along? Well, it prints again. So I, I have been on a bit of a journey of, of discovery with, with this. Um, I got into 3D printing properly, like by having one over lockdown. It was the, well, I'm not spending money on commuting right now. Hmm. I'll buy a 3D printer. I've always wanted one. I've always been obsessed, not obsessed, but I've always been interested, fascinated with the process of being able to bring things into the world. But I am not a great electronic engineer at all. So the prospect of building one from scratch, terrifying. Like, you know, it's like, hey, spend £500 and then break it. Like, not something I wanted to do. So just for any of our users who are like, hmm, I've heard what 3D printing is, but I'm not fully versed mm. in, in what it is, or technically, you know, aware of yeah. it. Like, in layman's terms, can mm. you explain for our users what 3D printing is and why it's so sure. cool? So much like a printer, a 2D printer, you know, a, a document printer, uses a print head to squeeze ink out, to make the shapes. Mm -hmm. Effectively, that's what a 3D printer is doing. Except instead of ink, it's using a plastic um, filament that it is heating up and melting so it can extrude it through the printhead. And as it gets close to the printhead, it sets. And yeah, you, you have a 3D model, it knows how to print it. And, and much like a 2D printer, it does it, you know, like an old dot matrix, you know, left to right, left to right, back. Except unlike a 3D uh, a document printer, once it's done a layer, it does the next layer and the next layer and the next layer and the next layer. And slowly, by this process of melting the plastic and moving the printhead around and drawing the shape, you know, the thing emerges. Um, good question. Probably some of the wargaming terrain, because I'm a big Warhammer nerd, and I just printed some Necron stuff, which actually looked really cool. I made some of my own stuff, just to sort of turn some old PC bits into some sort of scatter terrain. So, it's a, it's a, you can print anything. It's, it's not ever going to give you a finished thing right now, by which I mean the resolution of an affordable printer is such that the final thing, because it prints it layer by layer, mm -hmm. there, there are you can you can feel the layers in the final print. So okay. to make something, I guess what you consider finished, you have to sand it, you have to fill it, you have to re-sand it, and then paint it. It's so you can like get the bare bones of like say like a miniature toy or something that it prints, but then you'd have to spend the time. Like. Well, it, dep it depends if the, if, the, if the lines bother you. I mean, some of them you don't. It really depends whether it's supposed to be a finished thing or not. What, I mean, 
3D printing is about rapid prototyping. Mm -hmm. It's great for printing one of something. If you want 20 of something, print it once, sand it, and then just cast it. Yeah. Take a mould, make a dump mould and just cast it in resin. It's so much easier. Um, but my problem with a 3D printer is... So I bought it pre-assembled, and it was great until I fiddled with it. Uh-oh. And then... It, yeah, exactly. And then it stopped working. But it, it would print, but it was it was just janky, and it just... This started a two-month saga of me trying to get it fixed. And part of the problem is, because I didn't build it from scratch, it came pre-assembled. Yeah. You're having to learn. I have no idea how this works. I, I had to, so I had to sort of... And this was quite scary. Because, unlike in you know, software engineering, I am not an expert by any means at 3D printers, how they work. So... At some point, you kind of exhaust the ability of the internet to just Google an answer and say, all right, because you have a specific problem. So you have to join these communities, and that can be quite intimidating because obviously communities are not... You never know what it's going to be like going in as a woman, yeah. going, hey, I have a problem. Is it friendly? Are you going to be... Lo-? You know, There's all that sort of anxiety about going into these... Established communities and going, will I be welcome? Will I get help? And, and I got some wonderful help from some great people. Um, and I really, by literally stripping this thing, the print head down three or four times and reassembling it several times wrongly, and then I've got to a position where I, I kind of have a better working understanding of how it, it, it's, a, it's back to printing. Yeah. And it took, as I said, it took two months. Not of constant tinkering, because sometimes I just get like, oh, I can't do this. And then you'd have, like, retuning issues. Once I got it printing, then I had to re... Um, not tune it, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, set it up, basically, just so you... Because the, the tolerances are different. Maybe the print had, like, a half yeah. millimetre out now, so I have to realign everything. Reset, and that, yeah. yeah. And that was a whole process that I'd never done, but I'm, I'm quite glad now that I've done that process many times and messed it up many times. And I think part, part, of, the, part of the thing was it's really hard when you have a... I mean, it wasn't cheap, it wasn't expensive, but it is a thing that costs enough that you don't want to break it. Yeah. And yet it's already broken, so there's a, there's a lot of anxiety about... Have I broken this thing? How do I fix it? I'm out of my depth. What do I do? And very rarely do I feel like that in my career. That, and it was and it was kind of humbling, I guess, to come back to that. I was going to say. I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's actually really refreshing to hear you talk about this because um, my my sort of fear this week was. Um, the reason I keep put I was meant to start this 100 days of coding challenge on Monday, but I kept putting it off every day because when I could see the people on Twitter talking about it and that people were on day 56 and some people on day 5 and some people on day 6 or whatever, there was like that intimidation of, oh God, once I commit to this, then I'm committed. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's a Slack channel and there's a Twitter community, but what if everybody else is still ex- far more experienced than I am? <laughs> so hearing you just now going like, <laughs> Oh, I was intimidated, and I'm like, oh god, if someone like Cat was intimidated, 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 quite refreshing because then I'm like, okay, it's fine to feel like this. It's, it's fine to have these kind of nerves, which is really because yeah. you never know what you're going to get. You never know the response you can get, and ninety-nine percent of the time, it will be a positive in it. But I think as women, we've all experienced that time when we felt out, we felt like outsiders in a in a community that we wanted to be a part of. I'm thinking, especially me growing up as a nerd, it has not always been a friendly place or made welcome, or you had to learn the rules. So, to find that it wasn't too bad was good. And, and this is partly why we need more people in those spaces to make them more welcoming. Exactly. Um, so, um, through your yeah. struggles, I, I found solace. I think that's yeah. going to help. And, and th this is a thing, now, now it's working. I will be reporting back in the next few weeks once I've got something printed again. Um, but I think that's a good place to leave it. Yeah, and I'm sure people would love to see on Instagram and Twitter what you Oh, I will, be tweet I will be tweeting. So, oh. Amara, where can people find you on, on the great interwebs? So, where can people find me? You can find me on Instagram. I am Amara A underscore Queens OTTA. We're very active on Instagram. Please join our Instagram community. It's Queens OTTA. Um, and I'm also on the, the Twitterati. I'm, I'm becoming a bit of a tweeter. Um, Amara underscore B underscore T underscore S. Cat, if people want to, like, you know, ask more about 3d printing or follow your journey where can they find you uh they can find me on twitter at caitlin underscore f underscore bacon if they want to follow the podcast if they want to reach out to us we are queens ottage um send us a tweet let us know what you think if you like what you heard please you know subscribe on your podcasting platform of choice and uh have a great week everyone we'll be back soon Exactly. Have a great one, Kat, and I'll catch you on the other side. Thanks all. Bye.